for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Fall Podcast. Today is another Friday bonus episode. I keep calling them bonus episodes, but you know what? We're shooting for doing two episodes a week, and you know the main show, David and I call the main show Tuesday. It's just what everybody knows, that that's kind of the big show, um, but Fridays are bonus, so today's a bonus episode, and today's podcast is going to be with Dan Johnson of the Nine Finger Chronicles. So uh, while we were at ATA, Dan, we hooked up with Dan there, and we went through a, a really cool podcast, honestly. We were talking about uh, some of the some of the deer recoveries he's had in the last couple of years, which were wild, like crazy stories that I'm like, it's just unbelievable how that stuff happens, you know? Yeah. When, when you hear the stories, you know, you hear one of them and you're like, man, that's probably my once in a lifetime that something like that will happen. But then it's like, shit, then there's another story that it's completely opposite, but it's, it's at a level of like, how can this actually happen twice? I know. I know like the one deer he shot, like he was tracking and he found it. He, what was thought was his deer, but it was someone else's deer and it was a fresh kill or something like that. It was the dog, the tracking dog. That's right. The tracking dog. It was wild. You guys have to listen to the story. It's pretty crazy. So, uh, we do talk about other stuff as well, but that, that's kind of a, a main portion of, of the podcast, but Dan's a good dude. You know, we did record one episode about shipwreck with one giant mistake, uh, with him, uh, episode two, it was of one yeah. giant mistake. And, you know, he, he's been running the nine finger chronicles and the sports and empire. And, and, uh, he's a good guy, um, getting to know him a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I was just happy that he took the time to come and talk to us. So this, this is a good podcast. Yeah. And it's, you know, like you said, we talked to him on a, on the one giant mistake series and then, you know, like we've listened to, you know, what he's got going on over there on his podcast, but it's, it's always so great to meet the people in person and then get that, you know, record in person. It's always just a little bit better that way. Yep. For sure. Definitely. And, uh, today is, uh, February 24th. I forgot to say that. Uh, but today is like, uh, it's a big day, I guess. Um, it, I, I guess for us, for me, <laughs> I'll, I'll say like I've been teasing something big coming. I'm not going to tell you yet today. Uh, you will hear on Tuesday, so I'm going to keep teasing you guys. Um, but it's just getting more real and real and how this situation is going down. We got some exciting things coming down the pipeline, uh, some things up in the air right now that I'm hoping to solidify next week. But one thing that is solidified in, in – uh, uh, yeah, you guys will just figure it out Tuesday. So <clears throat> I'm excited about that, but it's Friday. It is uh, almost the weekend. You know, here in Michigan, we just got a crazy storm in the last two days. My daughter has had school only one day so far this week, and I think you're the same way. I think your girls only had school one day. Yep. Or two maybe, but it's wild. We're getting pounded with snow uh, and rain, freezing rain. Yeah, I think you guys got more snow up there by you, uh, because like down here where I'm at, and I just you know we came from uh, you know the west side of the state earlier today that I I can see the grass out there, so we don't have mm-hmm. the kind of snow where it's like you know completely hidden the ground, but the amount of ice on everything right now is just it's unreal. I mean, you, all the trees look like glass out there. Yep. Yeah, and it's so it's definitely backed off the scouting for a little while. Uh, I can say that like it's everything's covered for me and with ice and a crusty snow. So that'll be uh, taking a back burner for right now, but uh, getting a lot of stuff done inside, which let's, I'm going to tee up first, you know, kind of what we've got coming down the pipeline. We, we get a lot of people asking us about merch, you know, stuff like, you know, hoodies or, or shirts or hats or something like that. And, you know, in the past I've done all pre-orders, which works fine. It just takes a while for the garments to get here and, 
you know, paying through Venmo and stuff like that, which is about the most convenient way to do it. But uh, I'm here to tell you now that I am working on a online store on our website. So a lot of people don't know we have a website. We've had it start of 23. I made it and we went live with it. So if you go check out fallpodcast.com, not the fall, fallpodcast.com or Google it, it'll come up. And right now what you're going to see on there is you're going to see videos, you're going to see partner related things, anything that we, anything related to our partners. If you want to check out like a Latitude or um, a Garmin site, you can go on there and you can click on the, on the tab and it'll take you right to the page. You can buy it from there. Um, what else is on there? Pictures. I don't know what all, else. Yeah. All it's, the latest episodes are on there too. Yeah. You can listen to the episodes right through there uh, as well. So if like, let's say you don't have like a Apple phone or something like that, and uh, you have trouble listening through something else, you can go to the website and just click on it on your phone. You can listen to it there. And, you know, we were thinking, and and it was a thought that I had while we were building it. And it's like, okay, what's the ROI? Every, everything I look at is like, what's the return on investment? Like all this money is going out to have this website for what? Just so people can kind of look at it. To me, that is not like a very good business move. So um, we knew that we needed to offer people more. So we're going to start a new uh, merchandise store. So we're going to have, David and I are still trying to figure it out, uh, what we're going to sell right off the bat. It's going to be limited quantities for right now, but there'll be enough stuff. But uh, limited garments right now, we're going to definitely have hats. Probably, I'll probably offer one or two hoodies right off the bat and a couple t-shirts uh, I'm doing all the designing, so it's taken me a little bit like on the shirts and David's got a hand in that as well. But as, as far as clicking and creating stuff, it's me and, you know, I'm leaning on my buddy Tyler Bentley a little bit, but, uh, you know, just trying to offer you guys some more swag. And, and a lot of people are asking like, where can I buy this? Where can I buy that? And I'm like, well, I got to do a pre-order and it's hard to do a one-off. So thing, but basically we're going to get all this stuff printed. I'm going to have it inventoried here at my house and my wife's going to fill orders. So it's going to be exciting. It's kind of, uh, kind of stressful, not going to lie. <laughs> um, creating a, a website and then creating the store, getting all the numbers to match up and <laughs> then figuring out what sizes to order and what garments we should order. Cause there's shirts in there that I like absolutely love, but I don't think will sell good because it's like kind of personal to me. So it's like, man, what do I do there? You know? So we, we got some decisions to make. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the website's looking really good right now too. And when, when we look at the website, it's always kind of been like, okay, like what else, what else could we do here? And I think that, you know, that merchandise or that store tab was always that one, that one thing kind of looming where it's like, you know, it's, it's tough to pull that trigger, but I, I, I honestly believe with, you know, what I've seen so far, um, yeah, I've seen some sneak peeks at some things where it's like, not only is this stuff, you know, going to look good, but like, this is good quality, you know, merchandise and, and guys will appreciate that. And I, I really think that they're going to love it too. But you know, for, so like Aaron said, for everyone that's been asking about merchandise, it's coming down the pipe. So just be ready. And when that, when that store opens up, go get it. Yeah. And, and right now I'm shooting for like a middle of March to end of March kind of launch date. Cause it, it takes a lot of time, um, and money, you know, and that's, that's straight out of the pocket right now and out of the podcast budget, which is fine. That's what it's there for. But, uh, it takes time. I'm still trying to nail down pricing with a, with a vendor or I don't know if it's a vendor or a printer. I guess I'll say a printer trying to nail down prices so I can get margins and all that stuff. And honestly, we're not trying to get rich on this. Um, if I break even, that's cool. But like, I just get so many inquiries about people wanting stuff and I want you guys to, to have it. So, um, we're bringing it, we're, we're doubling down in 2023 and going to kind of betting on ourselves and we're just going to going to throw ourselves into the fire. It might kill the podcast. It might end it. I don't know. So please, when it does go live, just go buy everything. Just, <laughs> just, just go, buy it. Just yeah. go swipe the card, please. Yep. But uh, like David said about the garments, a lot of people that have ordered hoodies and t-shirts and from us stuff, those are going to be the same ones that we're going to be offering because uh, this hoodie is like a one-off. 
it's it's a really nice hoodie it's like a lightweight fleece hoodie this one i don't know if i'm going to offer just yet um just because i'm trying to figure things out but the hoodie from before is basically an under armor hoodie it's got like the athletic fit um feels good it's warm um doesn't bunch up on the bottom i hate that you know good hood on it so that'll be and it's a sport tech uh boy i don't have it in front of me but it's a nice hoodie it's like an under armor hoodie and then uh the shirts are next level shirt and it's like a 6210 or something like that and it's i'm a big guy in the neck i don't like the neck if literally my wife gives me crap all the time if if i stretch out a neck after one day of wearing it i throw it away like i, I yeah you just can't get the neck you know I just don't like the big necks. Yeah, you know? gotta look good. Gotta look good. Gotta, gotta look good. So those ones, the necks really don't stretch out in, and they just feel good. They're athletic fitting, and uh, but they're next level. 6210s, I think, is the model number. Great shirts. Um, so those will be offered. Richardson 112 hats. This is a Richardson from Helix. Got some more. Uh, that'll be the fall. But, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be good. And like I said, we're going to start kind of small, and then just kind of as we get more – ideas and doing flash sales and stuff like that and you know hopefully be able to take stuff to tack and sell at tack and sell at some trade shows so that's our goal so please support us even more than everybody you already have so i greatly appreciate it yeah and and with some of these early designs you know not only do i think they're going to be really good but i also hope i really hope that they go over well because like aaron said there's other stuff down the pipe too that we've already kind of got our hands on in creating where it's like if the good if things go well in the beginning everyone will get to see this stuff come down the line later on also yep for sure as much as you guys like the designs and in the garments and buy them the more that lets us to branch out and do more just because more money's coming in the door to be able to do that stuff and and make those you know maybe jackets or you know, whatever, you know, feel like a dicky, you know, like a, like a, like a dicky, like an, a cousin Eddie dicky. You know, if you don't know that movie, go Christmas vacation, you got to go watch it. <laughs> um, so that's the website. Uh, look at, look at, uh, fallpodcast.com. Uh, next YouTube. So another one of our plans for 23 was to video all of our podcast. And we've, we've done that. And, we're putting them on YouTube. So go to the fall podcast, YouTube channel, and you can find them there. Not all of them right now. I'm still in the, in the midst of like putting them up, but audio versions will always go live on time. Video versions are probably going to be a little later just because it's, it, there's a lot of work and time and effort that goes into there. Like today I, I edited one, uh, one of the one giant mistake episodes. And that was like a two hour and 20 minute podcast. I got to watch that whole thing through because what I like to do is if our guest supplies us with pictures, trail cam photos, or videos, I like to put those in when we talk about them. So I got to watch that whole thing through. So I was four hours into down, or, uh, editing this podcast. And then to render it, it's another 45 minutes. To export, it's another 15 minutes. And then I got to go on YouTube. And when I upload it to YouTube, something that's over two hours long it usually takes about about three hours to upload it to YouTube. So you're looking at more than a day to just, if I just focus on that to get it up. So it's kind of a, uh, a workload time consuming, but I know more pe- more and more people like them. So uh, those are coming. They just might be a little later than the audio version. So um, I guess that's all I got to say about YouTube. <laughs> so <laughs> They look good though, buddy. They You're doing a great job. Yeah. You know, like the inserting the pictures like that, you know, middle conversation, hour and a half in or whatever, like those are the little details that are, you know, I think for the viewers, like it's, it's something extra that they really enjoy. Yep, for sure. Definitely. Um, I know we're going a little long on here. Let's, uh, talk about, uh, partners real quick. And then, uh, I'm going to, we're going to do a question. We're going to do the question of the week. Uh, so partners real quick, Helix Broadheads, Guys, if you go to helixbroadheads.com, check them out. You can use the code FALLHX10 to uh, save some money on broadheads. Also, we got a new code from America's Best Bowstring. So they are sister companies or same company kind of thing, if you want to say. Same owners for, for both companies. If you're looking for a new bowstring, uh, I got a code the Fall. If you use the code the Fall, America's Best Bowstrings, you guys can save money on that. And uh, you can get a platinum, premium, or a pursuit series string. 
David and I are shooting Platinums. I've shot Platinums for four or five years now. Absolutely love them. Uh, one podcast I did, one of my buddies got 19 extra yards on his sight tape by putting a Platinum series on from his stock string. Um, there's just not a lot of stretch to these strings, like extra stretch and, and retuning. I love them. Uh, they're, they're, you can customize them. Any colors basically you want, heat shrink, any, you know, any color you really want, go on their website and uh, you can do the string builder and then use the code the fall to uh, get your string and get it coming now. Tax coming. We just tried to register for tax two days ago and it took us forever. And finally, thank God I know someone that could get us in because everything was sold out. <laughs> so <laughs> it was we a mess. going to be at tax. It yep. was it was a mess. Yeah. Uh, next, Latitude Outdoors. So if you guys use the code the fall podcast, all one word, all lowercase, it works for everything on the site except the new sticks, the platforms, and the method twos. Okay. It's 25% off. It works for ropes, carabiners, merch, uh, all the stuff except those three things that I I mentioned. So go use that code the fall podcast, all one word at latitudeoutdoors.com. Exodus Trail Cams. Look no further than one of the best cell cams that I've ever used, and I still thoroughly enjoy using to this day. They got the new rival out now. Um, get in there, sign up for their newsletter so you know when things are going to drop and uh, when deals are going on. So go check that out, exodusoutdoorgear.com. Method Archery, use code FALL10 to uh, get some new arrows, and that's something David and I have been talking about right now. We, One of the big things above our head right now, and hopefully we can talk more about it next week, um, there's just something big coming, possibly, maybe, um, that uh, we've got a lot of things up in the air right now. So basically what I'm saying is get your arrows in um, now because that big thing we're talking about is, is something we're trying to gear up for tack, even though it's what, 100 days away or so, but still, it's not that long. Um, and I I want to shoot some arrows bad, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yep, it'll be here so, before you know it. Yep, but the Method Archery is Vector Arrows. It's just they rebranded. They have the same great products, same great arrows, same components, all that stuff, just had to rebrand. So VectorCustomShop.com, like I said, use code FALL10. And uh, I think lastly is uh, Garmin Bosites. So Garmin, I think we're going forward with them this year. I'm in talks right now, just re-upping for 23. But still, even if even if we weren't, um, I've been shooting Garmin since 2019, and this is the first year I've actually been partnered by them. So that just goes to show you like how much I thoroughly enjoy shooting these things. Um, even if we weren't partnered with them, I'd be shooting them because it's just, it's just how it is. And it's just, that's how nice the product is. So um, check them out at Garmin.com. So uh, lastly, before we get to this interview, I know we're almost 20 minutes into this. I want to do a do a question here. I got a good question for David. I'm sure he's got a good one for me. But let's keep let's try to keep our answers within a minute so we can get into this episode. You got it. So uh, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. For the first time ever, you have the opportunity to chase a true Boone and Cl- Boone Crockett class animal here in the state of Michigan. He bust one side off, and you have him at 15 yards. Are you shooting or passing? I'm shooting him. Shooting him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100% oh, shooting yeah. him. Yeah. What's, it, what's that one side look like? Uh, let's go. Uh, I mean, that one side's got to be huge. It's big. It's big. So let's just go. Let's go a, he's got typical five on one side, but he's got a, he's got a yeah. big, he's got probably like a five inch flyer off his G2. You know, but he's oh, got yeah. big brow tines, you know, a 10 inch brow tine, you know, just, just that, you know, that 180 clean, typical 10, but he does have a flyer off the two on, and that's the side he still has. And more than likely me knowing about this deer, I'm going to either A, have footage of the deer or B, have a trail cam picture of him. I am not above getting him fixed. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know what yeah. I mean? Yep. You, so, you, you do have a trail cam picture because you do know of the deer. Like in your mind, yeah. you're, you know that this is the first booner that you've ever had a chance to chase in your home state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or I'd go as far as like, you know, saying, I know I'm over a minute now and I put that rule in there, but like maybe not getting them fixed, but having that picture by the mount. So people like, 
you know I've got a pretty big deer, like a mid-150s deer here on my wall that I shot. And he broke, I have a trail cam video and picture of him seven days before I shot him. He broke like 34 inches off. And like I have a picture, I need to put it out there by the mount, but I have a picture of what he looked like seven days before I shot him and then when I shot him. So I've never fixed a deer. Um but honestly, it's just me being cheap because I don't want to spend the money to, to fix yeah. one. But uh, I had a lot of history with that deer. I could have got him fixed. I've got so many pictures where I could. But it was just I got the picture. So it is yep. what it is. He That's how he was when I shot him. So Yep. Yep. I, I have no problem with people fixing deer. Like, especially, like, you know, if you have the history, you have the pictures. Because a lot of times, you know, when they bust, you know, bust an antler or a tine or completely the main beam, all of a sudden, like you're like, oh, two weeks ago, here's his picture when he's not broke. Yeah. So like, I have no problem with that. Yep, I, I agree with you. Cool, good question. All right. Does your standards change as the trip goes on? If you're on an out-of-state hunt, let's say you're there seven to ten days. Have I ever asked you this? I feel like I've asked you this. You haven't. Um, does your standards change as the trip you know, keeps going on? Absolutely not. Not one single really? bit. Not one bit. Nope. Okay. No, nope. my, okay. my, this, my standards don't change because, you know, like at that point, then I, I, there's nothing wrong with it. If someone's standards change as the trip goes on, zero wrong with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just me personally, like if I, if I have a goal in mind, anything kind of less than that goal is killing, like to me is killing just the kill. And that, that's not like, that's kind of not that's not the name of the game for me. It's I've, I've always talked about it. I'm a process person. I love, I love the adventure. I love chasing the memory of everything. So no, it, my mind does not change at all. Cool. Yeah. I good like question. It. Good question though. Cause that, yep. that is, that is one that everyone, everyone has yep. to deal with, even not even traveling, even, you know, as the season drags on, that's something that I think everyone deals with. Yep. For sure. Well, cool, guys. Thank you for all the support. Here's this interview with Dan Johnson from the Nine Finger Chronicles. Page. <laughs> just Dan just, right hey, here. Hey, you just, you, you just scan a QR code and Dan's face just pops up right there. You, uh, you actually turn into a TMZ page and you're like, Dan Johnson showing his age at the 2023 ATA show. Just, just at the checkout at the grocery store right on the front of the magazine. The headline is, is Dan Johnson getting older? <laughs> Can he still pull back a bow? Next stop, crossbow. <laughs> is, it, is that the double barrel or single? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome! Sync that up. We're good to go. Well, we should have been recording all that good. I shit was. Oh, oh, it was. It was. Oh on. shit! Yeah. Hey. That's the next TikTok right there's there. Your there there's your clips. There's your clips. All right, let's do this. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast, and uh, we've got a familiar, familiar face and voice in the in podcast game. Yeah, face to face in the flesh. Dan Johnson, thanks for coming on again, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Haven't you. done this in like four years. Now we do two in like a month. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was last, no, it was like two weeks ago. No, when did we record? Back in December. December. Yeah. And it just went live. Launched. Last, last week. As we're yeah. Tuesday. This. This no, week. this, yeah, yeah, a couple days ago. Tuesday, Shit. this week, yeah. Yeah, and I heard it shattering all kinds of records. It is. Yeah. <laughs> just the nine finger wonder. Yeah. Yeah. It's the internet. Yeah, it, some people say everything I touch turns to gold, so I don't I don't doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my wallet. Just yeah. to yeah. touch that one, Jeff. <laughs> I'll send you an invoice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm glad we can nail you down, man, because I know it's busy for everybody around. And Oh, man, it's not. This show, um, I love. I love coming here because there's there's people here that you only get to see once a year, hundred percent, right? And so, whenever you get the opportunity to run into them, you talk to them, and that's why I was late for the first one that we had scheduled today. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but then you realize. I'm glad I only see some of these people once a year. Because <laughs> you wouldn't get anything done. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? You right. talk to them so much. And it's right. Like, yeah. 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 And, they, and you're coming right off of, of a hunt season, so it's always nice. You know, the first things everyone's always like, so how'd your fall go? Yeah. You know what I mean? We're right about, the And here the comes the pictures. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's been, it's been less deer talk for me recently and more like, oh, your kids are how old now? Like, I remember when I was coming to this show in my late 20s and all I did was just get blackout drunk. And now... <laughs> I, I actually have work to do and, yep. and yeah. responsibilities and business, and, and now it's just like, oh, yeah, I got my 
kids and they're like, you have kids? Yeah. Like, yeah. You're yeah. allowed to have you children? You three, man. <laughs> yeah, three. Yep. Yeah, those are keep you busy. Oh, oh dude, yeah. it's yeah. nuts. I've seen the, uh, it looks like your boys are getting into wrestling now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah man. That's I, where I come from, big big wrestling community, too. So it's it's always, I always get the biggest kick of when you start seeing that four to six-year-old range kids, you know, just kind of bear-hugging it out, see who's going to fall over first on <laughs> yeah. the mat, man. But yeah. it's, uh, it's always cool to see them start at such a young age and then the few that kind of stick with it throughout the years and yeah. get into high school and if they can four-peat someday down the road and yeah. it's, it's a good time yeah so. the only thing my youngest boy is going to four-peat at right now is probably competitive eating but <laughs> <laughs> but there's hopes for him at heavyweight <laughs> good, good good there's a weight class out there for him right. somewhere yeah. right right yeah. well how's the show going for you this year it's fun man like i said it's just so back in the uh the last time so let's see last year mm-hmm. i got sick couldn't make it the year before um got canceled and so the year before that what, what that made it would have made it 18? like 19 19 19 19 yeah that's when i um that's i i scheduled like 33 podcasts in three days <laughs> and so by the time that show was over i was done like yeah. i was worn out and so this year i did the complete opposite and I've had one meeting in two days, and really? so most of the work I do and all the contacts that I've you know collected over the years, all that business stuff really is done yep. at this point. I like it, that. Yeah, it's, it's more content creation or gathering information about getting content created yes. later. Yep. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, before we came down, I wanted to have a lot of people solidified and the partners going forward for next year already in the book. So I... When you come down here, just kind of like hang out in the booth and just help them a little bit in the booth or whatever they need done. That's yep. that's what I like to do. Yep, so. absolutely. And we're here, we're podcasting. I think this is number six or seven for today, so yeah. we're rolling. Yeah. It'll probably it, be the last one today. Yeah. It's not thirty three, but there's no. a few. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, we recorded three yesterday too, and we've got probably four tomorrow. So yeah. I mean, it's a good. Yeah. But we talked about being podcasters and having a collection to. So you don't get behind, you know, yeah. life happens, yeah. you get busy and it's like, shit. Yeah. I don't know how many times this happens to you guys, but it's, uh, all right. Um, I sent the email, they've accepted the invite and it's like, oh, that's today. Yeah, exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is today, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't make it. I'm actually, uh, in a dump truck right now. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll have to do this another time. <laughs> that's what we're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Just remember you reached out to me wanted yeah. to be on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Well, everybody listening, if you guys have been listening to the one giant mistake episode or series, Dan was on that with Shipwreck. Hell of a story. Been getting unbelievable feedback from your story, and I'm glad we did it like I told you before. Breathe some life into that. Everybody, like I ask people, I'm like, do you not know the deer Shipwreck? Like, it's one of the most legendary deer in my eyes. And they're like, no, never heard of it. I'm like, and then they listen to the podcast like, holy shit. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, The guy who killed Shipwreck's in this building. I know. We were just walking by him. We should talk to Sam and just be like, hey, we just talked about your deer with Dan. Dude, and he'll (laughs) tell you, dude, he is one of the greatest guys. You should should definitely stop and introduce yourself to him. We should do that. I can can remember the first first time I ever went out to Iowa, we were rolling down the road. I kind of do one of these and look back. I'm like, God, what is it? Why does that sound familiar? I said, who's it? That it was Sam's place, right yeah, off the yeah. highway there. Yeah. I think the Mrs. Dopey. American Outdoors, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we rolled Ms. right Dopey. by, and I was yep. like, oh, shit, that's that's his place right there. Yep. What we should do is get Sam to podcast tomorrow and tell his side of the story. Oh, yeah. Ooh, right. Which yeah. would be freaking sweet. That oh. would be wild. It would be a short story because he told, like he like he says, he, he never saw that deer until the day he shot it. That's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's got a 200-inch deer running around, and he has never seen him before. Yeah. Just, he, he gets on the, on the podcast, and he, he's kind of telling the story. He says, yeah. I, I won't say his name, but I had to call a guy that was hunting the deer, and boy, he was just cussing me out afterwards, <laughs> yeah. you know, like just yeah. just swearing me up and down for shooting oh, his deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it was good. I want to talk to you today about David. Got some. We've got some things to talk to you about. Of uh, the last was the last two years. Your no. recoveries on deer. Well, your crazy recoveries. Let's see, I had two thousand and. Th- okay, so this past year was a weird recovery, and then eighteen was a weird recovery. Yeah. So then, I, let's yeah. get into that. Yeah. yeah. So let's start with 18. Like, let's, let's, because David was telling, I'm like, man, I don't remember hearing about this. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was telling, I was telling Eric, because, you know, when he said you're going to come on, we should talk about us, man. When I think of Dan's stories, I, I knew this last year, that recovery with the dog was a wild one, but I couldn't remember the year, but the, the year when, like, you almost had to circle back a little bit, like a day or two later, and then oh, yeah. recover, and it was like, 
you almost recovered that animal where you're shopping. I'll let you kind of tell that story. It was nuts, man. So, so I got to I got to lead with this. I got to say that um, I am an absolute huge fan. After a 24, 48 hour precipitation event, rain usually mm-hmm. late late October, November rut, whatever. Usually pre rut time frame is when if you can match it up. And it, so I'll wait out the rain, won't hunt, and then I'll go into my best spot right as it stops raining. So as that, as that rain is started to stop that particular day, I was taking my rain jacket off, and I had one sleeve in my rain, one arm in the sleeve and the other arm off dangling behind me, and I heard a crack, a twig crack, and I looked behind me, and there's my number one buck. Mm-hmm that year oh my god and so as he's walking by me at 12 yards i'm taking the other arm off of my and i'm facing the tree which luckily i was uh you know luckily i could do set the raincoat down over my lone wolf seat at the time was able to seamlessly grab my bow draw back but this at this time he was quartering away pretty hard Mm -hmm. and so he was quartering away. He was at like, I think about 19, somewhere in that 19 to 22 yard range. And I was basically doing a squat in the tree, getting low enough so I could make it past a branch. Yeah. And uh, I hit him. And at the time, I was shooting a fixed blade arrow. Luckily, I was shooting a fixed blade arrow because, uh, man, I got a ton of penetration, and that's what ultimately killed that buck. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I shot the, I shot him, I, and as I shot him, I'm standing up, so I, he mule kicked real hard, but I didn't see like where the arrow kind of went in. Yep. And I was, he was quartering way hard, probably a shot I, you know, I look back and go, should I have taken that shot? No, probably not. Uh, but I, I, I guess I self-identify as more in the killer. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, yep. get a get an arrow in them. Yep. And, and some yep. people may not like that, but that's how I operate. We're hunters, man. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Like, I, am, yeah. I say it all the time. Like, dude, we're 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 not out there target practicing. We're we're hunting. You know yeah. what I mean? You got to take your chances sometimes. Yeah. And, and so if I let every deer that I had uh, contact with wait to get broadside, I'd have probably over half less deer on my wall you know what i mean <laughs> yeah yeah. Like, yeah um so anyway uh i bury one in him and so the next so i i back out right i wait until the next morning to start and it didn't it luckily the rain had stopped right because if it had kept raining but rain was in the forecast mm-hmm. so i so i i back out i immediately find good blood and I start following blood, and I followed blood down this uh, this ridge, down across the little creek, and then it eventually kind of faded away in one direction. And then I was like, Jesus, man, this just doesn't seem right. I, I thought I, that deer took all my arrow. I don't know where he's at. And, um, and so I backed out. I, I went back to that creek crossing, looked around and then by this time another buddy of mine had showed up to help me blood blood trail and this deer i mean this is the short version but we're we we go up another ridge find two beds where he had bedded down go down in a a drainage come back up another one and this is all in where this this giant pinch point where everything kind of comes down together Mm -hmm. and and so he, he was literally ridge hopping and so he created like a figure eight he created a figure eight and he was uh like he figured (laughs) (laughs) uh he he created a a a figure eight and the blood trails crossed so it was hard to follow it at that point and so i looked the entire next day or uh, that that entire day next morning Rain starts coming. My buddy's back in the tree, so I don't get the opportunity to to have a buddy with me. So mm-hmm. I'm out there again, and, uh, and th- this is the at the time the biggest buck I'd ever shot in my life.
Eating better is easy with Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And so I had another one of my, I go out and I look for a little bit, I, or I finished grid searching the other half of the property that I didn't look the previous day. The next day, I think, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so later, then my stepdad's buddy says he's going to volunteer to help. He has a four-wheeler, so he hops on a four-wheeler. I get on the back of it. We were pulling down this ridge where I'd followed blood the previous day, crossed the creek the previous day, and there lies my buck right on the creek crossing. Where you started. Where where I had crossed five or six times in the last two days. (laughs) It's wild. So so what this deer, I'm assuming, was doing was watching me. He didn't want to leave the the thicket and go out to... uh, you know, run out into the fields or leave the shelter a cover because he was hurt real bad. Um, And so that whole next day he was still alive and he was, he was just every direction that I went, he was like flanking you, flanking me. And then as I would leave an area and go back looking for him, he would go to where I was just at. That's wild. So, so I, I feel he was watching me make all these moves and then eventually something told him hey i needed to get start drinking some water and when i had when i got to him my arrow hit way back at, and but at a quartering angle i hit all the right stuff yeah i mean i hit in his ham like uh not it like the back of it but on the side and it Thank God it was a fixed blade, so there's no loss of energy. Right. Right? And so fixed blade, and that was one of the first years I bumped up to over 500 grains per inch. Or not not 500 grains per inch. But <laughs> geez, that's a heavy. Jeez. I'm shooting a crowbar. It's a Peterbilt. <laughs> Jeez. Shooting a crowbar. <laughs> I, I needed to have diesel fuel for my arrow. Anyway, um, it was over 500 total, you know, total grains. And, dude, my arrow went in his, in his back leg into his guts one blade unzipped him like oh really his cavity everything was hanging out because during the track job we were finding pieces of intestine and and things like that dude horrible way to go i know 
what you know what can you do yeah. um, except try to learn from it and so I ended up uh, I ended up the arrow went all the way through him through his diaphragm even wow and then it came out his front armpit I don't it didn't hit it hit liver but it didn't hit any lung or heart wow and so he was alive for he would have been alive for like 24 plus hours no like 30 hours after after that yeah and so just thank god for heavy arrow at that point to get that type of penetration i mean and the arrow was still all the way in him so really so not only was this deer flanking me the whole time that the broadhead was just tearing him up yeah the whole time he was doing that too so imagine like dude if you ain't moving yeah if i got (laughs) shot by anything yeah I would just be like, "Hey, right just here. finish me." Yep, yep, right finish. Here. Yep. I'm not moving anywhere. But yeah. It, no. Not only, not only was he, you know, keeping an eye on you, but like that was probably a great vantage point to watch for coyotes coming up his back trail probably. or anything. Oh you know, like, yeah. He knew he was in trouble, so he's, he's looking not only at human danger but other predators. Like, it's we always talk about it. Their will to survive is absolutely. It's it's just wild. It's mind boggling. Yeah. But then also in that time to be smart enough to put him at a vantage point to watch anything going on yeah. down in the bottoms or whatnot yeah. you know yeah. it's wild one thing i really pride myself on is that animal that animal deserves to be found mm-hmm. at some point you know yep. and, and i i was just like i gotta find him number one he's my biggest deer yep number two you don't just go out and shoot him right you, there's there's a purpose for everything 100%. that we do and so it took me like damn near two days to find this deer maybe longer than that and uh i i ended up finding him i know and i i said i'm proud of that because i know a lot of guys who would have just failed without in the first day yeah not mm-hmm. even go out yep. they wouldn't even have done the grid search oh no blood he's gonna live yep. you know he's gonna die somewhere yep you just gotta find him and, yeah. and then go and then go back to a spot that you've already been a handful of times already <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean we're like yeah. it could have easily been well i've already been through there five times i'm not mm-hmm. walking that i'll go walk a, a, another ridge over you right. know yeah yeah yep. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so fast crazy. forward to this or last year, right? You had another wild one, right? Yeah, so that would have been this past season where, again, <laughs> I draw back. My release wasn't clipped in all the way. I didn't make a click. And so it was like a bloop. My arrow just went bloop right oh, out, really? and it landed five feet in front of the buck that, that I ended up shooting. And so he looks at the arrow, he looks at me in the tree, looks back down at the arrow, and I'm trying to stay as still as possible and at the same time knock another arrow. And he starts walking backwards, like taking these backward steps and then flanking, and then now he's broadside at 20 yards and he's walking away. I didn't want to stop him because he was already kind of freaked out. Mm -hmm. So I kind of shot him. I tried to lead him a little bit. It didn't work. Uh, And I shot him back again okay and i had to take the shot before he went behind the tree and once he went behind the tree it was over um so i I got an arrow in him it was back i was confident i I was confident he did the mule kick and i'm like great maybe i hit back lung if i hit liver i'm very confident in that right right? and so it would have been he was maybe a little quartering towards me and so i been through this before yep i identify it's a bad shot i understand that it's going to take time and so i get down back out instantly uh i start thinking about a dog calling you know calling a dog to come and uh you know try to find the track you know do the track job Mm -hmm. i go back out later that afternoon i find the arrow covered in blood really good blood but still i just had this gut feeling that it was not enough time to you know it wasn't enough time got a hold of dog guy he's coming the next morning next morning we go out start the track job the the dog's trying to get its bearings and eventually uh we hit the trail find a deer i wait a second find a deer find a deer Mm -hmm. i i come into the creek where this other animal was dead and I look at it and go, man, I don't feel like I would have shot that buck. Because what, what happened... What kind of caliber buck was it? It was like a, a 130 class eight-pointer. 
mm-hmm. and what did you think you shot? I thought I shot uh, like a 150 class 9 or like a 10, 9 or 10. Damn. <laughs> and so the brow tines were there. Now, this happens when I like I, I, I study enough trail camera pictures where I feel like I can go, yep. it's him yep. or that's this buck or it's this buck. And so anyway, I, I, uh, I, I look at this deer and the dog's like, well, the guy, the dog guy's like, hey, well, he, he found this animal right from your thing. And so I'm like, I guess maybe I just made a mistake. And, and I'm just like instantly deflated because I thought I shot the wrong deer like this. And this the, buck looks pretty fresh, right? Oh, like it's fresh. Fr- it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's back end is eaten by coyotes, which is expected, but not all the way. It's not rotted. It's not wow. like yeah. it, it seems like it died in about the same time that my buck would have died overnight and you probably have the dog guy that the the dog handler and the dog they're probably ecstatic oh yeah they're they're thinking it's a win yeah i mean like this guy just brought us out here we found this guy's buck you know pretty quickly oh dude the dog is he's like good boy good boy he's cutting off pieces of the deer and giving it to the dog to eat that's his reward and and things like that and then they're like yep we're getting ready to go and i'm just like hey man can we just wait a second here so i went back over to the deer and i started doing an autopsy on it I started cutting the hide and basically skinning it there, and that's when I found zero, zero wounds on it. There was no, there was no like arrow yeah. going through it. There was no holes. There was no blood. There was nothing. Wow. And so I'm like, this is not my deer. And so the dog guy's like, yeah. Did you convince him then? Like, he oh was like, yeah. The guy, the guy was doing it with me, and he's like, this ain't your deer. This is not your deer. Holy cow. So the dog had already been um, rewarded for finding this deer. So he's like, he's done. He's yeah. not going to track yep. anymore. So when, he, when, he, when we tried to go out and start retracking again, the dog just kept making big loops back to this mm-hmm. buck because he had already been rewarded for it. And so it was just a mess at this point, right? How far was this deer from where you shot your uh, deer? Yeah, about 80 yards. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, how crazy. Because you got to think, like, that dog, you know, obviously that deer died of some reason, so he probably has some kind of injury, so that deer's probably putting off the somewhat of, you know, that injured deer smell what a dog is picking up off of. So trying to pull him off that, that deer and restart him, like, he, that, no that, dog, that dog knows that deer's there. Yeah, I, I feel like he would have had to go take that dog all the way back to the truck, mm-hmm. get him some food, get him some water, get him relaxed, then get him fired up again to go back out and try again in a different direction. Power him off, power him back yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. The, but the wind was blowing out of the west and bringing that scent yeah. through the entire property yep. of the way I could access it. So I... I it's about noon. We gave it a good, you know, finding that deer and then continuing on using the dog to go try to find some stuff. It, it was like, uh, I'm going to say four and a half hours. Uh, and then I end up leaving. I go to a buddy's house and just kind of share the story with him, BS, give myself a little break, grab something to eat. And then I'm like, I'm going to just, now I just got to go grid search, see if I can go find something you got to be like what the hell just happened yeah, yeah. i was like I, I just shot a really good buck probably the big, second biggest buck i've ever shot in my life and and second third and i'm just like i, I couldn't even celebrate it i was just in shock of right. what just kind of is unfolding here like because how rare is that well look, <laughs> you're, so you're, rare. you're looking for something and you find something else and the fact that it was fresh that fresh, yards yeah. your stand. I, how rare i think it's probably once in a lifetime situation yeah honestly yeah. yeah anyway i go back out and start grid searching and so i'm following the blood trail that i had from the deer i go i walk right by the other deer and i'm just kind of following the flow of the terrain i get to this creek just kind of zigs and zags and so i cross it several times and then i get i'm at now i'm now I'm about a hundred yards away. I'm eating an apple and I stop after I cross this creek. I take the last bite out of the apple and I stand, stand in one spot, throw the apple core and I look down and there's this drop of blood. Get the fuck out of here. It is the size of like 
I don't even know, like the so like half of half of half of your fingernail. I mean, th like that big. On a on a, a golden golden uh, piece of grass, right? So it kind of stuck out a little bit. I looked down. I picked the piece of grass. I'm like, holy shit, that's blood. And I look. I just look in the terrain, and there's this imaginary straight line that leads to uh, this opening in a fence, a little fence crossing. And so I just, that's my point. I'm going to walk straight towards it. And uh, about five yards from that fence crossing, he was tucked in under uh, some grass. Two hours before that, I'm, I pull a trail camera down 20 feet from where that buck was at. I, I pulled the so trail. he was laying there when you pulled the trail if, camera. If, that, if those trail camera batteries hadn't died, they would have shown him walk across this crick crossing that I had this trail camera on and probably die up in, that, in those weeds. What uh, yeah. the hell? And so I took the trail camera down the, while the dog was trying to do its thing. Then I left. Then I come back and found it 20 feet from where I'd already been standing that day. It was just tucked in behind up in some grass. And he was happy. He was... He was eating all the way up into his heart and lungs, and they, they got all up in there, and he was eating. He was eating all up, too. So, unfortunately, I didn't get the meat, but I was able, again, to recover the, <laughs> recover the animal. If you wouldn't have found the first buck, do you think you would have went right to him? Uh, I, think the dog would have I think the dog would have eventually found him. Yeah. Yeah, get, putting some more time in, into it. Uh, there is a lot of deer on that property, so I don't know if that dog, like, just couldn't get his bearings straight. Mm -hmm. But then he came across this dead buck, and it was like, well, I found what I'm Where's trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trained to do it. Game over, yep. you know, type deal. So um, I look back at and I, and I know in that short of time, that's not a very good record. If you were to just go from um, 2018 to 2022, and that's four years, and you have four years, and you have two lost. You find the deer, but it's two lost deer. Right. You take you spread that out since I've been hunting, and man, I, f I feel blessed to say that I've only hit one. I've hit two other bucks that I didn't kill, but they lived. Yeah. The other, but other than that, I've smoked them and watched them drop. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So knock on wood there, I feel those are pretty good odds. You know, am I happy about how those two turned out? No. Yeah. But, again, that's not for anybody else to really yeah. no. judge but it, on. But yeah. they're, they're both recovered animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in, a, in a way, I get it. Like, I, I kind of had a, a very similar situation to me this year where it's like, there's one part that didn't feel like so much of a win for bow hunting, but yeah. like recovering that animal, like you still did that part of it. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it's something I just picked up on the story. Uh, you were talking about the buck you found, then the the buck you actually killed. We were talking about that first buck that was found, like how recently it died. We're like, your buck was completely eaten by the coyotes, where the coyotes only touched the the ass end of the the other buck. We're like, yeah. so that that almost tells you that that other buck came in there and died after could have been you know what i mean we're oh, like, i didn't even picture that yeah you, you know, know what where i'm saying we're like the coyotes they had two dead deer in an area the one was completely eaten and the other one wasn't so much we're like yeah. it, it, it could have been through that night you know yeah, what I mean? like a half a night later yeah i wonder how that other one died was yeah. there any roads nearby where maybe you got hit by a car so it could have it could have got hit like it could have been a minor hit that allowed him to get back that far he looked skinny in the back okay back end yeah so maybe he got sick yep and just wasn't eating and ended up dying but his front end look his front end and his legs and chest looked really healthy but it was his back and his hips you could see his bones yeah hmm. um so he could have been hit by a car and just kind of made it that way and just kind of just been bedded down for weeks a week or so without eating and then got up and finally just said i'm done here right could have been chased by coyotes could have been like ehd could have been i mean i i don't know yeah did you did you know of that buck at all uh you know i'd have to go back and look at trail camera pictures from the summer to see if it was a a buck that i'd like, recognized yeah, yeah yeah but he was he was pretty insignificant at that time as far as 
you know, he wasn't a eye-catching deer. He wasn't on any hit list. Yeah. He, he was like a maybe in two or three years he'll be good, something yeah. good. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I mean, like I said, you, you recovered both of those deer, man. You definitely yeah. did your part in, in you doing You did your that. due diligence on yeah. both of them, I too. Just, I just can remember both of those stories, and it was in my head, I'm like, what one's wilder you yeah. know and i, I and, and re-listen <laughs> yeah. to him i'm gonna go with this year's because yeah i i just think that only happens once in a lifetime but even yeah. even the one from years back just just to him die where you've already been a couple of times like yeah wait, wait, just wild i, I would i would say that as rare as crazy as this past year's story is if you guys would have been on the track job with me yeah. on the one in 2018 it would have blown your mind. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these giant figure eights going through this timber and you're not leaving a 40-acre section and just running loops yeah. in there and then coming back two days later and he's lying dead right where you... I mean, he was lying dead on top of my boot prints. Yeah. It's, it's like, crazy to think back, though, like what you, like you said, like he was watching me. Yeah. Flanking me, just like, yeah. okay, he's going to move. I'm going to move right in behind him and finally just took him to where... Maybe you kept kept him up on his feet and tried to you know and yeah. yeah. Well, and it's to get his juices going to die. It's yeah. like he never had enough gas left in him to right. get out of that area entirely. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, his guts were hanging out of him. I mean, oh, he, he was a, he was dragging him. It's crazy. So yeah. you, we've all probably seen the video where you know someone shoots a deer on film and afterwards we're like their heads kind of just hanging or like he just oh, yeah. he's just in there just figure eight in that area. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Yep. What's your uh, What's your plan going forward in 23 for this fall? Like, what anything you're changing? Any new gear you're going to be using? Anything you can let the cat out of the bag on? No, I don't. I don't necessarily have any crazy new gear that I'm going to be using, man. Like, I'm the kind of guy who, once I find something that I'm confident in, yeah. I'm using it, yep. and I'm going to use it until I'm not confident in it anymore. Or there's something that's mind blowing, game changing, where I want to give it a try. Yep. But man, like. My arrow setup hasn't changed in five years. Mm -hmm. That's uh, nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, I'm shooting a day six, four-fletch day six arrow. Uh, I'm shooting a, a wasp jackhammer uh, for, my, uh, for my mule deer and whitetail hunts. If I go do uh, an elk hunt this year, I'll be shooting a, a boss four-blade, a fixed-blade mm -hmm. hammer uh, from wasp. Just, just destroys whatever they hit and and on top of that you know i'm shooting 524 grains so uh just like i said just shooting whatever that touches it's dying yep. yeah right type, <laughs> of, sure. type of shit um bow like i don't right now i'm shooting a bow tech uh it's awesome it's a solution uh, it's two years old i i liked it so much i didn't want to change it this past year and there's a chance that i might just restring this one because i like there it so go. much uh, other than that, man, like in this room, something that is really cool that I just figured that I just saw this morning, Moultrie, one of Moultrie's new cell cams has a feature to where you can go into the app and you can, uh, if, if a piece of grass is triggering your camera or a limb, you can go into that camera and select the zones that you do not want to trigger. So if the top right corner of that image is a, uh, or a, of that capture area, if you want to call it, has a limb sagging in it, and that's triggering all your pictures, you can block that, those out from triggering it. That's what the crazy. Hell? Yeah. <laughs> and so you can go in, select, do not, tr do not let these sections trigger. And so that can sit there and blow all at once, and it won't trigger a picture. So, but when a deer walks by yep. on a, on the different parts of the frame, it will trigger it. Yep. Wow. That's I, what the I, hell are we getting into now? Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you from a technology <laughs> from a technology standpoint, it's one of the coolest things I've seen in this room so far. Yeah. That's Cause cool. Because yeah. when you think of it, when you do get that that something going off in your trail camera picture, it is usually higher like the, the leaf dropped down or, hanging down yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, you know I mean? it's like you don't have something usually from the bottom or if you're yeah. if you're not getting this up here on the top left you're not worried about the deer being in the top left it's going to be here in the middle anyway yeah. right you know? or for me it's when i go let's say in the summertime uh, i'll put or even in the fall where i'll go put out a mineral station or i'll put it over a scrape and then i'll 
I'll pull all the grass out of the way. There's always that one piece of grass comes that back comes up. back up <laughs> and ruins everything. And yeah. that you that technology would allow you to block off whatever that area is. That's it's pretty wild. sweet, man. Wow. It's pretty sweet. That is wild. Somebody, somebody's not smarter than I am. I can tell you that. Have much. you guys Have you guys seen anything cool here, dude? We haven't walked around much. We're gonna actually after we get done here, just walk around. Yeah. We don't have any more podcasts the rest of the day. Um, walk around, maybe shoot a couple bows. And yeah, that's one thing that I'm gonna do tomorrow. Is Man, the 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 one year that I came here, and I think it was 2018. Me and my buddy, we shot every single flagship bow really? in, in this room. Wow. Um, almost, I think we shot 22, 20 between 22 and 26 different bows that, over just, that period of time. Just, just ice, in, ice in the oh, shoulder dude. the whole way back to I, Iowa. Dude, I felt like a bodybuilder, just but only on half my back, just walking around all swole on half. The last bow in the lineup, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get this. Right. And you just like blow the bow off. Oh, they're, they're just like, uh, you uh, You look like a 70-pounder. Actually, I'm looking for something in the 30 range. 38, 40. I mean, if you got a 45. Yeah. I'm already here to yeah. shoot. I'm here to shoot the Genesis over there. <laughs> Kids bow. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, uh, so I think tomorrow I'm going to try to get back on that horse and, and uh, try to just really cycle through all mm-hmm. of the, see how the technology's improved. I mean, because there was a period of time where I would shoot a lot of bows, then not shoot, shoot any bows, and then shoot some bows. And then you could actually feel and see the difference yeah. Oh, yeah. of how yep. bows yep. have be- gotten better over the years. And so... Um, I'm looking to do that tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. So, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for doing this. We're at almost 40 minutes. Yeah. Appreciate you giving us some time. Yeah, hopefully this one crushes box off the box office, too. It will. Yeah. <laughs> the Nine Finger Wonders on it. It'll, it'll crush. <laughs> you might have to pre-order to listen to this <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> this is this is going on your Patreon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan, thank you very much. Man. Hey, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Good seeing you again. Yeah. Thank you.